You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story Podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now here are your hosts, Veronica Lisa Mato and Brent Edwards. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 68 of BNI the Australian Story. My name is Veronica and it is actually very sunny today on the Mornington Peninsula here in Victoria and I'm here with our co-host and executive director Mr Brent Edwards. Hi Brent. Hi V. Um, like you I'm uh, recovering from a little bit of sleep deprivation from uh, from Global Convention and uh, like the first day wasn't too bad because we had uh, Asia Pacific. It sort of started at 2pm our time and uh, and ran through till about oh, 8 or so o'clock. But uh, the director and ambassador day started at 10 o'clock Saturday night <laughs> time. And, uh, yeah, I stuck it out to about 4 and uh, that was about it. So the great thing about it was um, all the presentations. Like I've even been catching up on a few of the presentations I've missed over the last couple of days as well because everything's on demand for the next um for the next 12 months so um great conference so I really got a lot out of it it was uh, absolutely fantastic to to meet people from around the world um and one thing I even tried and there was a like what you could do on the platform this year was you could have video one-to-ones and book them in with one-to-ones without leaving the platform and they also had speed networking, which was video uh, speed networking for five minutes. So you just say, oh, I've got a bit of downtime. Let's do some speed networking. And they'd find someone for you to actually catch up with for five minutes and you could extend it if you wanted to. So, um, you know, I was around the world. I was in South Africa, India, Sri Lanka, Canada at one stage. Um, it was just absolutely amazing how they did it and so much better than the last year. But uh, the good news is next year we should be all open and it's going to be in Singapore. So uh, I'm just waiting for the opportunity to book my uh, book my tickets for that one and I'm out of here and off to Singapore in November uh, next year. So November 16 to 19 and uh, it's in a, uh, and it's a resort in Singapore and it's just going to be absolutely fantastic and uh, I think they'll put on a magnificent show. And it'll be very little jet lag because, like, we won't be too far out of time zone this time. So that would be good too. I was um, incredibly impressed by the platform this year. And I, I wasn't as um, committed this year, Brent, as you. I did actually um, plan on catching up on a lot of things because, as you know, the time difference was a bit crazy. But good for you, 4 a.m. in the morning. I can only imagine uh, trying to keep the eyelids open at that point in time. But the, when that first opening event, I only saw it for the first time last year, the flag ceremony. And... I've got to tell you, there's something incredibly emotional when you're watching the flag ceremony go through and then you realise how big this organisation is. And when you look at the dates that the BNI in that region has started and the flag and the messages from people, even talking about it now, I get goosebumps to think that we are part of this global organisation that has not only... um, not only been supporting each other for 36 years, but that has gone through this last two year period together. 
And I, I, I know if you're not a BNI member and you just heard me say that, you'd be like, oh, yeah, everyone's saying we're doing things together. But, you know, but it actually, the sense of, um, the sense of companionship and support and connective, connectedness between members globally is just, it blew me away. And I went into a room, I went into a breakout room and um, it was fantastic because you could kind of choose and you'd look and, you know, you'd judge everybody before you went in there. Oh, there's some names I can't understand so I won't go in there so I thought I finally found a room where people would speak English I got in there and there was three Vietnamese people in there they didn't they spoke only three words of English B and I <laughs> Hello, <laughs> and how long? But we had it. We actually had a great chat for about ten minutes, and and then I got out of the room and got into another one. But what a what a spin out to be able to connect with people you've never met before and feel like you've got so much in common. It was yeah, particularly well done on that platform this year. Much better than last year. So um, yeah, kudos to the uh, organising team at uh, at BNI HQ at Global. Uh, for putting that on and finding that platform uh, was uh, it was absolutely great, and I'm looking forward on catching up on. I you know I've I've still got a few presentations to catch up on that I didn't get to see. So um, yeah, I'm, I yeah have a spare half hour. They only went for half hour. Each keynote went for yeah, each presentation went for half hour, which was great. So you can just jump on and 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 do half hour with it as well. So but you know once again um, I'm looking forward to to getting there next year. And um, but they will have a virtual as well next year for people who can't go. So it'll be in person and virtual uh, in Singapore. So uh, looking forward to just getting over there. Might take a few extra days there, have a bit of fun, and get away. I think we'll need it by then. But um, uh, that will be great. And uh, I'm sure the borders and everything will be open before we actually do that. But I'm sure you're going to see the CEU stats going through the roof this month because uh, all the members that attended will be putting their CEUs in, which is important, you know. So any time that you're investing in your own business and into the organisation, I love the fact that we can be recognised for that. So, uh, yeah, I love putting my CEUs in and there's more to come. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know that um, when we spoke uh, prior to the podcast today, you said that there was a very, very special guest on today. Um, and then you told me that it was you, and I was very, very happy <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> well, that's really uh, nice. Really, yeah, well, we're going to have a bit of a uh, break from normal today and talk about thing that thing a thing that I feel is uh, is really important. And we're talking going to talk about chapter growth today. And uh, and we've been doing some studies and some things um, from uh, results in our region over the uh, over the last you know six to twelve months. And um, what we've come up with, and what we've come up with is three things that stop, that may be stifling chapter growth. Now, the majority of our chapters around Australia are high 20s on average at the moment, but we still, we have some outliers and we have about, I think I looked on the report last month, we had about seven chapters above 50. And there's a really big difference between those chapters above 50 and those chapters around, around the 50 mark and those chapters around the 30 mark. And and we've um, from what we've actually seen in uh, compared in our region, um, there, there are a lot of differences. So so let's look at this um, scenario first up. So um, you know that superannuation ad compare the pair. All the financial planners in BNI hate that. I can tell, I can tell that right now. They, they hate the industry super funds that run by the unions. They hate them. Um, but the but the you know the compare the pairs. And so let's say we've got member A and member B. Same age, same gender, 
same uh, business type, okay, in two different chapters, right? They both pay their member, their B nine membership, which yeah, on average is around you know less less than fifteen hundred dollars to two thousand dollars for the first year. Yeah. Um, they pay their meeting fees, which can be around fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars per year meeting fees. They might attend B nine meetings for ninety six hours each, you know, for for overall. Uh, they might spend forty eight hours. They both spend forty eight hours doing one to ones, and they both. Uh, do one CEU a week, which is about 52 hours a year. But the difference between these two members, one's in a chapter of 50 and one's in a chapter of 30. And then the member in the chapter of 50, their average seat value is $103,000 per, uh, $103, per annum in their chapter. But the member in uh, in the 30-member chapter, their average seat value is $52,000 per annum. Yeah. So as you can see, those two people are spending the same amount of money doing exactly the same amount of work, but one's getting twice as, one chapter's earnings twice as much per seat as the other. Yeah. And the only real difference in them is the membership in those stats that I gave you, okay? So um, what I wanted to go through today are those three things that might be stopping your chapter growing and making more money. So some chapters seem to just get to a roadblock and it's a place they actually can't grow past. And I think um, through our research, there's three things that actually might be causing this. And number one is a lack of chapter pride. So I'm really big on people, you know, uh, having pride in their chapter. If people aren't proud of what they're about, yeah. they don't invite guests, they don't bring along their best contacts as well. One of the other things may be a lack of an abundance mentality. We'll go into that a little bit later. And the last one is what we've found out is not knowing the visitor buying process because of bit because of when a visitor comes into a chapter, they're buying you. So let's look at chapter pride first here. So um, in your group, are members proud of being there? Like think about for our listeners today, just think about it. You know, is there something in your group that uh, someone may not be proud of? Like are there uh, you know, little clubs or, or cliques in there, you know, making little in-jokes in the meeting or and around the place? Or have you got a chapter and, you know, this sounds bad, but are there bullies in there um, who, you know, who you feel threatened that if you um, if you do anything wrong by them, they'll stop sending you referrals or, or people who have been around a long time as if they own the group or the queen bee? Yeah, there's owners and queen bees in B&I groups. I've seen them. <laughs> You know, these people are untouchable and uh, their stats show they bring plenty of business, but people don't want to, you know, they think they can do what they want, what they want in the group. And um, or is there someone there who's just really out there over the top who just does things really cringeworthy uh, mm -hmm. in the group and you think, oh, yeah, I'm not, you know, that what they're talking about doesn't sit comfortable with me for a business meeting. And I rather think this is stopping people being proud of their chapter yeah, in these I chapters agree. and this culture is stopping the best visitors being invited and applying to the group. So if someone's, you know, doing really cringeworthy things in the in the meeting and, you know, they might just be eccentric over the top, but you've got to sometimes just got to tone it down a bit, you know, and some things in a business meeting, you know, may not really be appropriate to actually talk about, uh, even though they think, you know, it's out there, this is what I do. So, you know, some those sort of people, we may have to, you know, tie back a bit and say, hey, you know, what you're saying 
I don't want to bring guests along to to come and see this. It's I'm really uncomfortable with it. So when on the other side of the coin, when members are really proud of their chapter, they become an advocate. They not only invite visitors, but they invite their best contacts and friends along. Now, when someone um, introduces a friend, they become a lifer in BNI. They become invested because they've brought their own network into there. So I like to think that quality business people join groups with a quality groups with a great culture. And they introduce more quality people and go-getters. So um, yeah, one of my uh, one of my favorite BNI people, and he's he's out of BNI now, but Phil Berg, he used to always say, don't bring idiots to BNI because <laughs> idiots want to bring more idiots. Okay. And it's the same way with quality people. Bring quality people and quality people surround themselves with quality people as well. Yeah. So the next one is a lack of an abundance mentality. So someone with scarcity might say, hey, there's not enough to go around. They might be thinking in that way. And abundance mentality, there's more than enough to go around. Someone with scarcity might say, others are competition. With abundance, they'd say, other, they see those other people as referral sources. Scarcity mentality really thinks small and avoid risk. And abundance actually thinks big and embraces risk. Um, scarcity mentality, people might be saying, yeah, I don't want to get too big. There's too many people to get around to. I can't build a relationship. Where an abundance mentality, people say, hey, look at the opportunities. Um, you know, scarcity, people may be entitled and fearful. Abundance mentality, you're thankful and confident. In scarcity, the more you give, the more you cost. That's, that's the attitude where abundance... The more you give, you more. The more you get, and in scarcity, groups with a scarcity mentality, you end up getting category hogs, yeah. and people who actually are doing more than their more than their thing, and they think they can actually spread their wings and they'll get more uh, referrals by doing that. But in uh, groups with an abundance mentality, you get category specialists, and I think you agree, V. Yeah, specialists are a lot easier to refer to than people who do a bit of everything. You don't want to give me an opportunity to speak now because otherwise we won't finish the podcast. I'm being very good today and I'm... I'm, I'm no, in- no, I, I value your input in this too because you're experienced BNI member and I, I think you really agree with why, why you're nodding Everything. what we're talking about today. Everything. But, you, know, I, you know, groups with a lack of abundance mentality, you know, is very much like um, I, I'd like to use the... Um, the, the example of why do restaurants all open? You notice restaurants all open in the same street near each other? Yeah. Okay, there's a reason why they do this. But wouldn't you think, hang on, they're in competition. It's all food. Yeah. Yes. And that's what happens in chapters. But there's actually a word for this. It's called agglomeration in economics. Agglomeration in economics. And that's... Um, cl- that's a consisting of a clustering of economic activity. And when restaurants cluster together, there, there are advantages because that cluster attracts more customers than a single restaurant alone could. And it works the same in your, uh, in your B&I group. So the benefit of uh, cost reduction gains in uh, economic efficiency um, and results from that, that all come from that together, from the uh, extra activity that's actually um, gained in that area. So, you know, it's like if you're going out for tea somewhere and 
um, and you're out traveling, you go to the area where all the restaurants are and pick one out, don't you? Yeah, you do. Um, and it's just, you know, and that's how that's how it works for those guys. So um, the last one is not knowing the visitor buying process. And you know, if or everyone in the group knows the visitor buying process, it makes it a lot easier. So what do you, Veronica, what do you think the visitor's buying when they come to a BNI chapter? Well, I think um, I think that a lot of businesses buy different things. Me personally, I buy into the community and I like that feeling of being welcomed and the feeling that that person wants me to do well within the chapter. Some people will buy into the success of the chapter and watch the I have section. Some people will buy into the opportunity to network their business because they, they can see the value that they're going to get from the ROI. So I think if there's a number of different things they might be buying into. Well, I'd like to sum it up. The, the, when a visitor comes into the room, they're buying you and your group. Yeah. That you're running the BNI system. They're not buying BNI. Yeah. They're buying you and your group running the BNI system. And what we like to think is your BNI meeting is a weekly event. And successful groups run a great event each week. So if your group impresses visitors enough, they'll want to apply. Yeah. And to do that, you need to run a really successful event and a really great event that that they say, hey, I really want to be a part of this. So I like to break this up in a one to 10 sales step process. And to think about that, in that process, someone needs to be an eight to even fill in an application. So a lot of people say, well, how do we get there? The great thing is it's in all your leadership team training. Everything we do is there. So um, say someone walks into the room and they're a zero or they could be a minus because they might have had a bad experience or heard bad things about it. it might be, you know, turning up under sufferance, you know, when they walk into a room. And if they're a minus one, minus two, then you've got to get them 10 steps up the process to get to an eight to put in an application. So let's say they walk in and see the visitor host organise. Tick. Um, they walk into a room where everyone's there already before them and there's energy and they're being introduced to people. Tick. People are wearing name badges, so they look organised. Uh, there's a seat in the, for them in the room in a great position. There's a trade sheet there with everyone's on it, everyone's name on them, you know, promoting each other's business. Another, another thing. Tick. Um, a president setting a great tone. It's got great personality. And is upbeat and you know and keeping the group running and running a great event. Tick, you know, leaders are organised uh, and they're introduced and it shows they're actually organised. New member anniversaries and renewals are recognised. This is positive reinforcement yeah. to the visitor to say, hey, there's people joining this group. This is okay. There's people renewing in this group. This is okay. A lot of people ask us, why do we recognise people renewing? And this is all part of the positive reinforcement for visitors recognition of members in the meeting people love recognition business people entrepreneurs love recognition um vice president membership committee reports we celebrate achievements because this is a business unit and then at the end we pass referrals and testimonials and they're thinking these guys pass a lot of business and um then the members actually share testimonials of their time with their experiences with other members and their time with bni um, you know, those great experiences are shared. That's more positive reinforcement. And by this time, we get to the visitor orientation. If you've done all these things really well, it should be a no-brainer if it's if the group's for that visitor. Um, and the visitor orientation for me is just, we're just explaining what's expected if they want to apply. 
All the work should have been done before that. And then obviously the follow-up, um, you know, the follow-up that, you know, that you follow up the person after the meeting and say, hey, what did you think? Just following up again. You know, and they think people like to feel wanted. These guys want me. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, all those sort of things, great groups are doing all this stuff. And yeah, great yeah. groups are actually growing through doing these things and not missing, not missing a step. Okay, some actions that can work against this is, um, you know, self-interest in the group, clicks in the group, people wearing dirty laundry in the meeting. That's, you know, that's one of my pet hates. Yeah. Um, off-colour jokes is, is also pretty, pretty ordinary. Um, sexist remarks, cringeworthy actions, BMWs. You know, I know you like this phrase, BMWs <laughs> in the meeting. People <laughs> bitching, moaning and whining. Um, presidents skipping parts of the agenda. Because every part of the agenda has a hidden element behind it. And category hogs, category hogs in the meeting who think someone who's coming in a, as a visitor walks into the room and the first thing they say to them is, you can't join this group because I do what you do. And yeah. they don't even know the person, you know. Um, so, you know, that burns them, not just from that group, but from potentially B&I in a lot of cases. So, you know, you want to get to that eight where um, that eight on the scale where people say, I want to be a part of this group. Here's my application. So just want to wrap this up with sharing a few things, what we found between a 30-member chapter and a 50-member chapter. Now, in our region, there are outliers. You know, we've got, I know we've got chapters that do $14 million worth of business a year. There are outliers in there. But in our region, um, a difference between a 30-member chapter and a 50-member chapter, every member from 30 to 50 adds an extra 150k of income to that chapter a year. Wow. $150,000 worth of income. That's the outlier. So, so that's the actual stats that we've got in our region from this. And our region, if you're listening, our region covers, we took this off our region, but our region, we, we're not a capital city region. We're a suburban and regional region. So, um, you know, I know there's chapters, there's um, areas that do a lot more. Great. So there's going to be a multiple pack factor for you guys there as well. Um, and when a chapter goes from 30 to 50, members average seat fee doubles within the chapter, what we've seen. So it's really worthwhile. So just to wrap things up, those three things are stopping your chapter growing and making more money. Um, lack of chapter pride. Yeah. Are your, uh, are your members proud of what they're in? Are they bringing their best people? And if not, why? Uh, lack of abundance mentality. Yeah, have we got people in the group with scarcity mentality we need to educate and, and show them that it's not, not the way we're going to grow? And not knowing the visitor buying process, and that really comes down to running a fantastic event and a great meeting, but visitors will want to be a part of it and say, this is awesome, take my money, as they say in the KFC ads. So, um, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about today, V. So, um I hope someone, uh, everyone got a, a bit out of it and uh, we want to see our chapters grow and our average chapter numbers go up. I'm actually, I'm stoked that you brought up this um, topic today. I think that you've gone into such detail about it, which we wouldn't normally get in a 20-minute uh, podcast, even on B&I Business Builders. And you've actually spoken um, in real detail. So it, it would almost be a great podcast to show only B&I members that are in a chapter because they would immediately identify some of the things you've said. And some of the things that I've um, just written down here is um, that the, the 
scarcity mentality and the abundance mentality. I had someone in a chapter say to me, I don't want the, get the chapter to get too big because then we lose our special feel about it. And in my brain, I'm like, yeah, but it's, a, it's an extra special feel when you've got 50 people in the room all doing a huge amount of business with each other. So there is a fear around things changing. And that's what happened during um, this, you know, the last couple of years, we changed to Zoom. And now some of these chapters are trying to hold on and getting a little bit protective about staying I guess, you know, close and, and connected, but they don't realise they can still keep that and still have that abundance, not only in the numbers, but also in the amount of business that they're doing, the givers gain mentality. Um, I think when, when you talk about business and, and the visitor buy-in process, my question to you is, who is ultimately in charge of making sure that this is happening properly? We know that all members are visitor hosts, but in terms of running a great meeting, if there's things going on like, you know, people aren't sticking to their 60 seconds and there's some issues that people need to raise, what's the best way for us as chapters to get on top of that, to get people from a zero to a 10 in a meeting and all of us be responsible for it? Well, this is the role of the leadership team. The leadership team makes sure uh, everything's happening, how it's supposed to happen within the meeting making sure everyone's trained and completed their training, making sure they're having chapter success meetings. And I like to think of a chapter success meeting as the board meeting for the business, the yeah, board meeting yeah. that the business has each, each month, which are, which are board members meet together and discuss uh, what's, going on, what's going on in the business, what are they doing to improve, are they reaching their goals, how are they managing each different department? Because there are de department reports in the chapter success meeting. So, you know, being, your BNI group's a business unit that passes several million dollars worth of business a year, your chapter success meeting is the board meeting for the leaders where they run that business. And uh, if you do that well, your success will go up as well. Yeah, fantastic. I love that, a board meeting for the business. And I think that if we think about BNI as being our biggest client and we think about the, uh, the processes as being a business process, um, then we can all do our bit to create these, you know, when you go into a room with a 50 member chapter, there is a different kind of vibe in that room. And uh, it's not until you get there that you realise you've, you've gained, not lost from, from growing. So, and uh, I do have a huge sense of pride in BNI, you know that. I love everything about it, what it does for me personally and professionally. And I know that the majority of BNI members do. So I can't wait to share this podcast with uh, my own chapters. And I'm hoping that anyone else out there, if you share it with your chapter, Get onto our Facebook group and let us know what your takeaways were from this meeting, from this particular podcast, because this is gold, Brent, just gold. You've delivered. Thank you. Absolutely. I like to say, if, and if you're speaking to someone who says, oh, yeah, I don't want to get really, you know, that much bigger, you know, uh, I'm really comfortable. I'd just like to say, just, uh, I'd like to reply what you don't like making money. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, because the results are there. You get bigger, you make more money. And and you do it easier. You know, the people join B and I to get referrals uh, initially and get business. You know, the relationships and the education and the training and the personal development's a bonus. But you know, when they're looking for B and I, they're looking for that originally. So um, you know, but uh, it, we are doing this for our businesses, and we we do need we do need a uh, you know to get refer you know bottom line we do need to get referrals for our business as well. So um, you know, in that you know the if you can double the amount of your money by growing your chapter by 20 members, um, hey, it's worthwhile activity because you're not spending any more, uh, any more time or money in, in the process doing it. You're just getting, you know, twice the return.
One of the things that um, you've said a lot over the last few weeks is that um, make the BNI meeting the highlight of your members' week. And I think that that is really important. It, it, it very much encapsulates what you're talking about, about the buy-in process. You know, as members, if we come in there and it looks like the best part of our week, anyone who joins us in that experience is also going to want it to be the best part of their week as well. Well, and it works twofold. Uh, one, it attracts people. And two, it, it motivates the members. You know, uh, when the alarm clock goes off, oh, I've got to get up for B&I, you know, instead of, oh, great, I've got to get up for B&I, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a different perspective. If you're looking forward to something, um, you know, you'll be uh, you, you'll be keen to get into it and if, if it's going to be great, if you're dreading it, you, you're not going to be keen, you're not going to walk in with the right attitude. Well, I don't know. Are we asking you for your um, tip of the week? Well, I might share one with you today, yeah. So um, I, I got one from the conference, one of the presentations. I really like this. And it's, it's why we participate in BNI, the four R's, okay? So yeah. that's relationships, resources, referrals, and results. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so that was a, that was a nice one I picked up from one of, the, uh, one of the presentations in the conference. That's a great slide for every BNI meeting to share with, the, uh, with all the chapter members. Now, I just want to take this opportunity to say congratulations to you because I believe that your region was uh, number one in uh, Australia. Oh, yeah, it's taken, um, it's taken 14 years to become an overnight success. <laughs> well, congratulations because um, every uh, every member out there knows a lot of work goes into BNI. And when I was watching the conference, I could only imagine all the people at the background just, you know, doing their bit. So, you know, for all the EDs um, in BNI who make it possible for us as members for us to enjoy and get the most out of our experience, I know what you do in the background. And uh, for you to be able to enjoy that uh, recognition, congratulations uh, on being able to do that. Thank you. Well, we were the bridesmaid for a few months, but we're the bride now. So, uh, but you know, it's, it's one of the things I, I like to say. Today's roosters are tomorrow's feather dusters. If you uh, take your foot off the pedal, <laughs> you just got to keep on pushing, and uh, otherwise you become yesterday's news. So, uh, you yeah, know, we we're we're still pushing. That's great. We'll get that bouquet, and hopefully you'll have it for the next month as well. Thank you so much, Steve, our uh, podcast producer, for ensuring everything runs smoothly. And a big thank you to BNI Australia for supporting this podcast and supporting our members across this beautiful country, which hopefully is going to start opening up soon for everybody. Thanks, everybody, uh, for joining us for episode sixty-eight. Thanks, Brent. Thanks, Bye.